Good morning, folks. For years, I've repaired, recycled, and redistributed broken and obsolete laptop and desktop computers. Now, this began as a hobby and grew into a very serious hobby. I remember when I was younger, my dad fixed large and small electronics, and that's how we made our living. Now, I soon noticed that we never bought stereos, radios, TVs, refrigerators, washers, dryers. We never bought stuff like that. And I like that. Now, I didn't quite understand why we never bought them, but I liked that we never bought them. So, I decided that after I bought my first computer back in 1992 for $1,500, so 386 40 megahertz machine with 4 megabytes of RAM, 4 megabytes, I decided I'd never buy another one after that. I got a broken surplus computer from school, from Georgia Tech. Found out that it was not broken at all. And I was captivated. You might call this an aha moment. Maybe even a little snap moment. Now it goes without saying, this wasn't the last broken computer I was ever given. Now in fairness, many of them were broken, but many more were not. They were just cast aside. Now learning how to repair and reuse them taught me some dangerous work and life skills. It alerted me to our society's wasteful habits and stewardship challenges. Challenges that have only grown more pronounced today. It also saved and redirected my life, frankly, by giving me an opportunity to help people, which helped me start healing from a lot, way beyond the scope of this little message. It helped me start healing. It helped me learn who I was, good, bad, and ugly. It helped me discover my real passion for learning and uplifting people. It helped me to stop marking time, running in place, treadmilling, and suffocating as a professional student. Now, big ups to those who continued in that pursuit and reap the benefits of it today, but that was not me. That was not your boy. It also helped me to stop hiding behind my busyness, always doing stuff and never really getting anything done, mistaking activity for achievement. This was a time when life slowed down enough for me to feel every pain that I had numbed and ran away from. Now it helped me to start slowly marching towards freedom, courage, and victory. I ran a summer camp for years at Tech, teaching kids how to build, rebuild, and reuse broken computers. The camp was about so much more than broken computers, but people were drawn to that idea, particularly to that visual and how it addressed the social ill, the social myth known as the digital divide.
the haves and have-nots have now been re-illustrated, recast as people who have computers, people who don't have computers, where in effect that digital divide masks and distracts from the social, spiritual, economic, financial divides that begat the digital divide, but I, but I digress. The camp helped me continue my healing. It gave me a lot of opportunities to help other people heal. Not quite in that melodramatic way you see in churches or in formal counseling situations then depicted in movies, but this approach was quiet, subtle, and unspoken. Now sometimes healing works better that way as a process and not so much as an event. Feel me? But I digress. I financed the program through corporate sponsorships and resale of the repaired computers, the excess ones that weren't given away, or the working parts that were harvested from the unsalvageable ones. Even the ones that didn't work, they still had stuff in them that worked. Now the model I built is still a robust and viable model 20 years later. I now use this approach to engage and organize local families here in Marietta, Georgia, where I live with my wife and daughter. This organizing effort is purposed to help them build positive, accountable relationships with the people who govern, run, and support the child's school. It gives them a voice. It is also purposed to help them build skills, resources, and strategies. Because, see, you can win if you're in the game. You can win if you've got some game. You can win if you have a plan and know how to adjust. Now, if you smell what I'm cooking, you may see the overt and covert purposes in this mission. The covert purpose, building the skills, resources, and strategies, that's the ultimate mission. Now, the overt purpose, engaging school stakeholders, that's the supplemental mission. That will facilitate and finance the ultimate mission. See, that's how I roll. That's how I roll. But I digress. Let's get back on track. I have limited time and space now, so sourcing and storing computers, while still important, it's a bit more of a challenge to me. I want to keep all of this stuff out of the way of my, my home. So several months ago, I started thinking about how to adjust. What other viable tools do we now throw away and even mock that are still just as useful now? Well, since the beginning of the year, I've had my memory jogged several times about how floppy disks were like Swiss Army knives in the old days of computers, back before CDs, DVDs, USBs, flash drives. See that? You installed software with these. You backed up your computer with them. You could use them to start and clean your computer if it had a virus or some other issue. It was the only way. If you had a Sony Mavica digital camera, hello y'all, old school, you stored your pictures on these. If you had a MIDI keyboard or an Akai Music Production Center, shout out to Jay Dillard, rest in heaven. You stored music patterns on them, 
or you use them to start your machine. This is a lifeline if you live in the world of Akai, the old world of Akai. And what was old is new because, man, the MPC made some hot stuff back in the day and recently. People still use these things. If you're a court reporter, your recording machine uses them. Court reporters are called stenographers, man, for those who care. If you embroider, your machine uses these. Now they also pack and stack very well. See? Nice little stack of them. The floppy diskettes have disappeared. You see, I have most of them. They are considered obsolete and archaic by most segments of society. People will laugh at you silently and out loud if you even mention them. Now when diskette drives were removed from old computers, I threw all my floppies away, except for one that I called MacGyver. This is MacGyver. Now MacGyver contains some special tools that have solved a lot of problems for me. I had a buddy of mine called me a few days ago with a dilemma. We've got a mutual friend who designs and builds custom car stereo speaker cabinets using some old computer programs. They were installed for him back in the 1990s. He wasn't given any installation diskettes. His computer only has a diskette drive. And he now needed to move the design program to another computer. MacGyver is the only tool that I have that can help him. But it's the only tool that I needed. So feel me when I say that floppy diskettes are still useful in this world. And the fact that most people disagree with that notion only increases their value and availability. So I'm in the floppy game now and can win the game because I know how to play, got a plan, and I can adjust. Now as I close, there are a few layers to this message, so let's peel each one back. First message is that one person's trash, another person's treasure. I like my living this way. Second layer, don't let the smooth face fool you. I'm a purposeful strategist who does not think with his eyes. I make my giving this way. Third layer, final layer. We're all treasures in earthen vessels with strengths that emanate from healed weakness. As recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. I hope I'm living my life this way and helping other people live theirs, man. So y'all live long, prosper, peace.